Hi, this is Zach. And Kayla. This week is brought to you by Poema Brut Rosé, a cava sparkling wine from Spain. I can't call it champagne. And also... Nom, nom, nom. Uh, jam Band from Boulevard Brewing and PBR as a backup beer because I don't <laughs> want to get up in the middle of the episode. He pretty much is in the habit now of always starting his drinking with a couple jam bands from Boulevard Brewing Company and then moving on to PBR or Modelo. And we are Bar Hoppin' and House Shoppin'. Hi. Hi. Uh, and, uh, and we are a zoo. I just noticed, um, I always knew in the background that you could hear Bill, the dog, but in our last episode, we had a pretty solid guest appearance from our cat, Lynette. Maybe she was upset that she hadn't gotten a mention yet. She needs to get her own social media account so we can tag her. (laughs) She was really playing up those vocals on the last episode. I was, um pretty proud (laughs) proud proud cat mom later in that episode when I was re-listening to it um and you know we record this from our dining room table so we appreciate you guys sticking with us through the informalities and through the zoo um and our microphone is pretty sweet so it picks up like everything so thanks for listening to not only us but Every single background noise that you can hear. We also have a new family member you might hear in the background sometimes if it's running. Our uh, robot vacuum, D-Bot Chopra. (laughs) He Uh, cleans up after the other two. Family members? Yeah. Um, Actually, not sure if you guys have a robot vacuum, but would highly recommend. It is pretty much (laughs) amazing. It makes me want to cry. Uh, Speaking of crying, I had my first breakdown this week in the house buying shop process. I think it was my first one, right? Maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, We've been house hunting since around July, sorry, (laughs) January 15th or so, like mid-January. And it is now May 2nd. Almost four months. Almost four months, and I had my first breakdown yesterday. A like big breakdown, just like totally lost and over it. Like the first breakdown with tears, I would say. Um, and I'm pretty. I'm actually pretty proud of how long it took me. Are you? I'm always proud. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't had a breakdown yet. I don't break down. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, so we're here again. We did not, honestly, when we started this podcast, I don't think that we thought we would still be house hunting here in episode eight. Did you? No, I figured we'd only be bar hopping by now. <laughs> we thought we'd be bar hopping by now. And um, we're actually still bar hopping and house shopping. So uh, happy for you to be here with us along the way. Uh, I found an article this week from Nerd Wallet. Not sure if you guys read that, but it's a good finance sort of planning site. 
and it was tips for first time home buyers. So we wanted to share some of those with you guys. Uh, Zach, do you want, I mean, we probably won't go through all of them. We'll probably just share the article on our social media at bar shopping, uh, Instagram and Twitter. So you can read the full article there later, but we wanted to go through a few of our, our personal favorite tips, I think. Do you want to start? Yeah. Uh, well, the first one is, I think they start off completely wrong. So start saving for a down payment, and then it's common to put down 20%, which I doubt majority of people are even doing these days. That's um, probably true. First-time homebuyer programs allow you to do as little as 3%. A lot of people are putting down 3 5% these days, I would say. Um, you can usually get approved with 3 I think. Yeah, because putting down 20, 000, or 20% is a good chunk of change, I guess. I mean, I guess if you're have two people making really good money and live like hermits for a while. You could do that, but we're not about that hermit life. When the average house is $200,000 plus you're looking at $40,000 and over in cash, which I would say no 40,000. That's what I said. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> no, most people don't have that on hand. Um, at least you don't have $40,000. Why am I marrying you? When I was 19, but not anymore. Um, also not normal. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's. I think they started off completely wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. at least saying it's common. It's not common. I don't it's think, expected, so you don't have PMI. Which I think is, it's best practices. Yeah. Right. So you don't have to pay mortgage insurance. Best practices have 20%. However, it's not absolutely necessary. Can you imagine having to have 20%, say, in, like, San Francisco or something like that to buy a house? Where a house is, like, $1.2 million, so 20% is um, $150,000? No, it'll be over 200000 Yeah. Okay. 240000 or so? I'm good at math. I'm good at math. Holla. Um, my favorite one that I wanted to start with is pick the right type of house and neighborhood, which I think is really interesting because obviously like single family home is what we're looking for, but that's not really a type of house when I think of this, because a lot of people are super specific in that I want a colonial or I want a bungalow or I want a craftsman or I want a mid-century modern and like Honestly, with the market that we're seeing, there is not enough inventory to be choosy about the type of house that you want. Like, what if we said we were only looking at craftsman style bungalows? We'd look at like one house a month. I feel like we've seen a lot of those, though. Over four months. Yes, we've seen a lot. Maybe two a month. Just because there's a lot in Kansas City. We haven't looked at a single split level. (laughs) Crazy people like Some people really like split levels. Like... We haven't looked at any of those. Um, oh, no, Zach. I just got a text from your mom. They're at Don's Depot in Austin, which is, I think, Zach's family's favorite bar. It's on West 5th. And Don't bother with 6th Street. Yeah, West 5th in Austin is the place to be. And she said, we're at Don's and it's flooding. They must be getting a lot of rain there. She said, water is up past the car tires. Yeah, Crazy. 
That Austin is known for flooding a lot. Um, Why? It's just so much concrete now. There's nowhere for the water to go. Plus, there's rivers everywhere, and just yeah, true. They're in. It's just not a good the flood Colorado area. The Colorado River goes through Austin. We learned that when we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess bar hopping wise, Don's Depot is a great place to go in Austin. It's the best place to go in Austin. Yeah, fa- fantastic. Um, especially around the holidays, freaking fantastic. Is there any other place you'd recommend in Austin for bar hopping? Well, R- Rainy people... Street. That's Rainy I mean... Street. Anything in particular on Rainy Street? So talk about Rainy Street. I haven't it's... been. You haven't taken me yet. It's just a, a street full of houses, a lot of craftsmen bungalows and stuff that pretty much have all been turned into bars with patio areas in the back where uh, yards used to be. Nice. Except for um, that's been upsetting lately. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much Rainy Street, Don's Depot. Good. I guess you can go to Six. I only went to Sixth Street once when I lived there, and that was just to check it out. It's unless you're really into uh, college bars that smell like pee and vomit. What I street would, is that? Sixth Street. And what else? What's Dirty on Sixth Street? Like what's... I don't know. It's just all the. It's just the main drag of bars and stuff. Oh, gotcha. I haven't been there either, right? No. Gotcha. We went to the White Horse. Oh, yeah, that was good. In the middle of the day. We were the only people in there. Um, yeah, and then mainly hit up the 24-hour uh, Mexican bakery slash taquerias after the bars is the best, best thing to do. I took you to uh, a few places like that when we were there. Yes. And I also went to a great bar with my cousin, Jason, uh, when I was there, but I don't remember what it's oh, called. Oh, the Mean-Eyed Cat? Oh, that one we went to together with Jason. That was awesome. But that was off of East Fifth, too. West Fifth, yeah. It's, West right, Fifth. it's right down the street from Don's. That was awesome. But no, when you were getting your uh, sleeve worked on, I went to a fun bar with them. We had great service. It had a champagne special. Oh, I don't remember where you went. Yeah, so I'll have to look that up. I mean, it was no downtown. S- it was like downtown Austin, right across from Google headquarters. There's no shortage of bars in Austin, but yeah, there's a few gems. Um, I depends on what say, you're into. Yeah, like what are you into, and then I prefer the dive bars, but we're kind of into divey things where it's okay. Like it doesn't matter what you look like. Don's is great because they usually have live piano. Mm-hmm. Um, player, which is pretty freaking fantastic. As far as I know, it's the oldest continuous bar in Austin. Um, but that might just be something I don't know. The about. people at Don's talking, right? But it's been there since the seventies. It's built in a couple old rail cars. Um, my grandfather Dan. They don't have to serve any food. They do have a free popcorn machine. <laughs> That's about it. And if you dare, and a bunch of old guys that will spin you around the dance floor. Teach you how to two-step. They do potlucks fairly frequently. (laughs) And that's just for the regulars when they're closed on Sundays. Um, Yeah, I've spent many a days and nights and days into nights there. What's the bartender you love? You mean the bartender loves me? Oh, okay. Her name's Tammy. So if you go to Dawn's Depot, ask for Tammy because she's freaking fantastic and she's obsessed with Zach. If you go uh, during the day around four, 
when Jeopardy starts the replay and then the new episode at 4.30, everyone, the whole bar is quiet, music's off, and everyone uh, tries to shout out the answers, and whoever gets final Jeopardy before the clue is given gets a free shot. People Uh take it very seriously, don't talk during... Have you ever gotten that? No. I have not. I don't know if I can not. There's a lot of smart people that show up there to play that in the afternoon. Tammy's one of them. Yeah, she's freaking fantastic. And I met her one time for five minutes, and she always remembers me, and it's very welcoming and kind. Yeah, it's amazing. Those people, you go in there once or twice, they'll (laughs) not necessarily remember your name, but but they'll definitely remember what you like to drink. Yeah. (laughs) True. Anyway. Anything, any of these other tips you want to touch on? I try not to touch any tips, but let me look here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How many points are there here? There's, it says at the beginning of the article, there's um, 17. Oh. I think. I thought I said that somewhere. 17 tips. Yeah, 17 tips. We've already talked about inspections a bunch. Ooh, I want to talk about check your credit. <laughs> we can so, do that. Um, Zach and I, neither one of us are super competitive people, I would say. We're both kind of laid back in that aspect, but we definitely are competitive about our credit scores. <laughs> um, so credit card, I use credit karma. Do you? Yeah. So we both use Credit Karma that checks your score on multiple different credit sites. Um, And they usually send you an email notification if something has changed, which something changes if you open a new credit card or if you um, apply for an apartment and they check your credit or if you make a big purchase or something like that. Uh, So Zach and I are constantly, we both have very high credit scores, I would say. We're very good at our credit. Mm -hmm. Well Um, above average. Well above average. Uh, Well, above average credit scores. Fist bump. Yeah. Um, But we are pretty competitive in that when we get an alert and our credit score is even higher than it was before, we'll send it to each other and be like, ha ha ha. Credit score increase. So that's fun. It says check your credit and pause any new activity. Um, which means don't buy anything big when you're trying to buy a house. Um, in the first, I think in like the three to six months before you're buying a house, don't buy a car. Don't apply for student loans. Don't do anything stupid. That's going to jeopardize your chance of getting a house because they're going to look at everything. Um, and also go in regularly anyway. This is just good practice. And check your credit and make sure that there's no errors or that no one's opened up a card in your name or anything like that. Do you have anything to add? Um, not really. I think you got it covered. How often do you check your credit? Uh at least once a month. I don't know. Through Credit Karma, it doesn't affect it checking. It's not a hard check. No, it's so. a soft check, so it's fine. Yeah. I've been lucky so far. I haven't had anybody steal my identity. Ooh, knock on wood. 
Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to cover on these home buyer tips? We'll share the full tip article on our Twitter and our Facebook page and hopefully our Instagram as well. Um, Lincoln, hashtag Lincoln bio at bar shopping. Um, so you can read through all those home buying tips if you're thinking about buying a house for yourself. Uh, so an update on home buying, I guess. Uh, last episode, we told you guys that our contract got canceled after going through the entire inspection process, which for us seems like eons ago. We got a notification, <laughs> the calendar notification. Oh, yeah. We got a calendar notification through Google when we were supposed to be uh, our closing date on that house. That <laughs> was so disappointing. <laughs> Well, it's so disappointing. So um, that burned a little bit, I think. <laughs> Taking a shot of tequila. Gross. Yeah. Um, but um, we have been still looking. And we've been seeing some better houses, I think. Some better options. Um, right before Easter, we found our dream house. Basically. Yeah, pretty close. I mean, basically. <coughs> so, um, really warm, inviting, working fireplace, screen porch, yard, garage, parking pad next to the garage, totally fully remodeled kitchen with soft closed cabinets, mm. new appliances, lots of counter space, lots of closet space. Lots of attic space that could be convertible. All the roof and mechanicals and everything are relatively new. Right, which is very important because that could be expensive long term um, in a great neighborhood. And they were asking for not enough money probably for the house. But um, we made an offer over asking. Thinking that they were going to wait, we actually, when you make an offer, you can put an expiration date of the offer on it. And usually you do 24 hours so that as a buyer, you don't have to wait to hear back for very long. But we put two days or something. Two yeah, it was days. a Thursday and it said like Saturday at noon. I think it expired. Yeah. Um and, you know, we thought they're doing open houses, all this stuff. This house is going to go for way over what they asked for. It's fine because we didn't think we, we thought we would not be able to afford it, I think, long term. Right? I didn't, personally. Yeah, I, I thought it would go for a lot higher. I thought we'd get a call and they'd say, well, <laughs> your offer was $30,000 too little. And we'd be like, well. We couldn't afford that, so congrats to them, you know. But instead, we got a call that said, your offer was higher, the highest offer, by $2,000, um, which is not a lot in the home buying process. But um, the seller got better vibes from the other buyer's letter. <laughs> 
Because these days is a thing where when you send in your offer, you're supposed to send a letter, tell a little bit about yourself, what you like about the home, blah, 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 to try to make the people feel better about <laughs> selling their house to you, I guess. So Yeah. Which I thought we did a good job, but they decided to go with the other people, take less money because they liked their letter better. And we talked about that a little bit in our um, contract to close episode. Uh, it's just... Since it is a seller's market, a lot of people are writing letters, which is fine. Um, but when you are told that it's because of the letter, it's like a little bit personally offensive because, you know, it's not just money anymore. Yeah. They also had a ring system, so I thought maybe they didn't like my mustache or the way we looked or something like that. Because we, uh, we actually went in there twice. Talk yeah. about the ring. Oh, ring doorbell that's got a video camera and sometimes audio, I think, built in depending on which version you have. And a lot of houses we've had, or a lot of houses we've looked at have had some sort of like video security system. Yeah. So you got to make sure you can't, you don't want to talk about, say anything negative or talk about what you're going to offer anything. You got to, you want to step out to the street to make sure they're not listening to you. <laughs> like super stealth. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they did have a ring uh, and we were pretty. Not that we said anything negative about the house because we loved it, but you also don't want them to know how much you love it because they might want more money. So we were very cautious in staying away from the video camera. I thought we did a good job yeah. unless they saw your mustache or they saw me climb underneath their chair to find out what brand it was because you liked it so much. <laughs> So a fun part about house shopping has been seeing like really amazing furniture and um, Zach's great because he, uh, he will crawl underneath any chair and find out the brand for me. So I'm pretty lucky to have him. And since we found out we didn't get that house, the dream house, uh, we had to do a little, I think, emotional recovery. Especially knowing that we had enough money to get it. It was just personal. Like they didn't like us personally. <laughs> Bunch of buttholes. <laughs> so we did some emotional recovery for the last week and a half, two weeks. Um, but also, God, the housing market is freaking slow. Crazy slow. Crazy slow for our price point. Anyway, there's a lot of houses on for 30000 if you're an investor. Come on in and buy some houses up. We're not really, I don't think we're into that. <laughs> um, and so I guess there hasn't been that much action in the last few weeks. Just looking at a few houses, not even that much as they've come on. I will say uh, we've been looking at some, I think all houses we've looked at, are fine we're just looking for like they're all fine right babe yeah they're fine we're just looking for the one so i think that's what makes it hard right uh because the one got away well we're still hanging on it maybe it won't the people had their inspection we've got a backup offer in that if it doesn't work out we could still get it but yeah so um when you put an offer on a house and you don't get it 
there is an option sometimes to put a backup offer in, which is basically just signing a piece of paper saying, I want to put a backup offer in. It doesn't require an earnest deposit, which we've talked about a few times on this show. And it doesn't require any sort of monetary commitment. And it allows you to still look at other houses too. You can look at other houses, et cetera, et cetera. So, I'm sorry, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Yeah, so we have a backup offer in. But it's been a week since they had their inspection and I would assume they're still going through with it. Oh, there's quite a few things that your average person wouldn't want to deal with, but we were willing to. We were just hoping that they weren't DIYers or that they didn't have any cash to fix them problem. <laughs> or they got struck by lightning or something like that. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for saying that. Uh, yeah, so not much progress since then. Uh, we've seen there's the bungalow is a super popular style in Kansas city and bungalows did not come with an attic conversion, but everyone thinks they can convert an attic. So we've seen attic conversions about 30 different ways, at least. Yeah. And most people don't do them right. Like me walk through the bathroom to get to the bedroom or some of the bathroom is there's a toilet over here and a shower over here and like I don't know just random shit oh, I can't barely walk through anything oh <laughs> that because it has said twice since the last time we recorded a podcast so uh, who knows what Zach you're getting today versus you the Zach you got on our last podcast episode took a huge chunk out of my scalp yeah, that was rough. That was a cute house. Oh, did we even talk about the house? No, it was a house we looked at right before we put an offer in on that dream house. Yeah, we really liked that house. Um, and it had been on for six months. And so we negotiated the price down 9000 from the asking, which is really not that big of a negotiation if your house has been on for six freaking months. Oh, that house. That's not the house I took a chunk out of. The house was literally right before we looked at the same day we looked at the one we put an offer on last. Oh, I thought it was the Jefferson bungalow. No, it was that one um, that was a lot cheaper. I don't know. This had a little tiny door that I walked through and I hit my head on that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've hit my head a lot in the home buying process, you guys. So <laughs> apparently I have too because I don't remember anything. I've hit my head a lot over my 32 years, so I think we forgot to talk about that bungalow though. I thought we did. Did we? Anyway, we asked for after we negotiated the price down nine thousand dollars, the guy said Okay, well, I'm just going to sell it as is now. And we were like, what the hell? No. (laughs) If you wanted to sell it as is, you should have said you were selling it as is. And so then we asked for receipts and things like that for work that had been done on the house or that he said had been done on the house and he refused to give them. So he canceled that contract as well. No, we canceled canceled it. it. Bish, please. And it's still on the market. They're having another open house this weekend because nobody else wanted it. So we are now 
six offers down, zero houses. I think six. Somewhere around It's there, hard to remember, but I think I added up six. Does that sound right to you? Mm -hmm. Okay, six offers in four months. So we're trying here, guys. We are really trying. And zero houses. We are still in our rental uh, that backs up to Plaza Liquor, which has the free tasting that we went to tonight. I'm not sure if you can tell, but happy Friday. We're on our tasting high. Speaking of, we on our tasting high, we tried Sweetwater's new beers. Uh, one's mango, and what was the other one? I think it was an IP. I don't know. They're bunch. They're starting the new. You know, um, inspired by cannabis. Capitalizing on their 420 name it says inspired by cannabis. Yeah. So no CBD, no THC. But like when you pour the beer, it smells like someone is smoking a joint, right? Yeah. Yeah, because weird. Um, hops and marijuana are distant cousins of the same plant. Ooh, fun That's fact. why they look very similar and have the same, sometimes some of the same notes. Cool, fun fact. Love it. I wouldn't recommend trying to smoke hops, though. You won't get high? I don't think so. I'd rather just drink them. Has anyone tried? Let's do it. I'm sure. <laughs> So instead of talking about houses, because we've been kind of depressed <laughs> over our house hunting, house hunting, which is why I had my first breakdown last night, we were going to talk about bar hopping more this episode. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about our after Easter meetup with our friends Katie and Joe? Um AKA KC local Instagram, which you guys might know. We love her. Yeah. We drove back from Arkansas and, um, in Arkansas for Easter, see your parents and their clan of cats and your sister. <laughs> oh, I um, love their kitties. No, but we got a text about meeting up at, was it lose or brunch or something like that? Something. We were still about three and a half hours away from home, so <laughs> we put the pedal down and ended up meeting them at Johnny Cause in Waldo. Which is like a dollar beer shot bar kind of bar. Right. Um, I don't ever do shots there. I don't know if I've done a shot there. I may have done a shot there. But, but they have a whole board of like delicious looking shots. Yeah, it's just... We're old now. <laughs> Also, I was on my drinking hiatus. Right. You were just drinking your club soda and lemon. Yep. Very refreshing. So, if you're giving up drinking, it's a good alternative. I will highly recommend it. 10 out of 10. Club soda and lemon. So was that two Sundays ago, I guess it was? Two Sundays ago. Stayed and around for a couple drinks and went home. I will say that cause... Um, on Sundays does not draw a large crowd, but it draws a very large after brunch crowd. Everyone in there was slammed. We were not because we were driving. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even drink any beers in the car. Did you? No. On the way down, I did because you can do that in Missouri. Yes. Missouri legal to be the passenger drinking in a car, but not on the way back. You didn't. No. Um, but our friends, uh, Casey Local and Hand Model Joe, 
were also hammered and we love them when they're hammered. They were very adorable. So we were happy to meet them out. Uh, it's always weird though, to be the sober person when everyone's, well, Zach was drinking, but he was not caught up with everyone else. And then I was legit the sober person at a drunk person's bar. So that's always an interesting experience. <laughs> Still love Johnny Claus though. If you want to go get drunk for cheap, I had those nachos. They were like cheap as shit nachos, but they were good. Yeah. I guess now there's multiple Johnny Claus. This is just their shop bar. Now they got a bunch of different ones in, there's Westport. One in Westport. too. Thought, yeah. Yeah. They got a few of them. Or maybe now. two in Westport. Oh, yeah. I think they bought a few different bars in West Westport in which we don't hang out that much anyways. We're too young for that, or too old for we that. We are too young for that, honey bunny. True dat, true dat. So then we went through a whole nother week until a Thursday after that, which we went to the Brick House. They were... Uh, it's over on East 31st Street. It's called the... Tower. Martini Corner. Martini Corner, thank yeah. you. Um, Martini Corner in Kansas City. They were having their brunch book kickoff, which is a book you buy, pretty much gives you... It's from uh, Give and Partake. A charity. Um, but it's a buy one, get one free brunch Brent. book for uh, 30 or 40 some odd places all around Yeah, town. and it's good for a year. And benefits love fund for kids, which is pretty cool. Um... That kickoff party was fun. It was. Once we found out where it was. It was we didn't know it was upstairs. So we were downstairs for a while. And then we realized it was upstairs. And then I had some club soda and lemons. And you had... PBRs. PBRs. And we got our brunch book. and Bought some raffle tickets, but didn't win anything. I know. It was so sad. But we got our brunch book. So, you know, if we can get... Buy one, get one brunches for a year at all these different places, which we probably, you know, Zach and I go to brunch almost every weekend, at least one day a week. Sometimes it's at the same place. So this kind of forces you to go to a new place and also two for one. Like that is a great deal. So that's my give and partake. And the brunch book supports love fun for kids. And they actually also have a mac and cheese book, which we did not get, um, that supports, I believe, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so Give and Partake is a great charity in Kansas City, started by a local couple. And they had this launch party, which was super fun. You don't have to go to that to get your book. Like, I think you can order it online and stuff like that. But we did. We were like, oh, yeah, let's get out of the house on a Thursday. Plus, we haven't been to... Um, Brickhouse, really. And no. Brickhouse had a sweet patio. We've been to the Brick a lot. We love the Brick. Great greasy bar food and good live music in the Crossroads area. Um, Brickhouse in Martini Corner has amazing patio with like yard games and stuff and, and fire. Mm -hmm. And I haven't then, tried their food. They're supposed to have good food, too. Food's supposed to be good. We they were on a little bit of a wait when we were there, so we decided not to order food there. What did we do for food that night? Uh, we went to the grocery store. Oh, and, so responsible. <laughs> uh, we bought a bunch of asparagus and chicken and a bunch of other things. Hashtag adulting. Hashtag Kayla was sober. Hashtag 
on the diet. <laughs> oh, did you bring me your monkey, Bill? Are you living your best life? Of course. <laughs> Is it what? The you're, monkey. You're on, you're on a diet. I eat food to help out your diet, but still drink. And... <laughs> I know. It's going well, I think. Going pretty well. Um, then after that, I actually, so I told you guys that I was going to be alcohol free for a month, but the Parkville Microbrew Fest was in the middle of that month. Uh, so not great planning by me, but Parkville Microbrew Fest is one of my favorite events in Kansas City. It's like 60 something breweries for everything from Boulevard Brewing and um, Doghead Brewing and some of those bigger ones down to home brewers. And they all can have a spot where they can set up and serve tasting samples. When you sign up for the event, you get a three ounce glass and you can get as many tastings as you want. Uh, from any home brewers, any microbrewers, any craft brewers. It is freaking so fun. So if you haven't been, go next year. It's every spring. The first time Zach and I went was two or three years ago, and it was pouring down rain. Called it Mud Mudro Craft Brew Fest. I just made that up. It was very muddy and rainy. <laughs> yeah. This time we went, it was... Yale Force wins. Um, any beer that spilled on the table was blowing off onto our clothing. So we we're like, how did my arm get wet? <laughs> I was standing next to this table where beer was flying off, right? Correct. So um, it's in the spring. You never know what the weather's going to be. But the event is freaking cool. Definitely worth, I think it's like 40 bucks to get a ticket. So definitely worth it. It's in Parkville, which is north of Kansas City. And pretty. Very... It's like on the river. Missouri River runs through there. It's in a park. It was good, I thought. It was what a lot think? of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then what? That was on Saturday. Last Saturday. Ooh. And then Sunday. Well... We got a pizza on our way home um, from yeah. Johnny Joe's, which is Johnny Joe's Pizzeria, which is an awesome pizza place in West Plaza area, Kansas, Kansas City. City. Very good. Uh, <sighs> Yummy. Greasy, floppy New York style pizza, which is some of my favorite. Uh huh. And then we ate almost the whole thing, yeah, which is well, not normal for us. I, I ate almost all of the pizza, some garlic knots. You did. Mm-hmm. Good job. I thought I ate a lot. And we watched uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Great movie. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, highly recommend. And then let's <laughs> see. Uh, next thing we did was going to the Drunken Worm for Taco Tuesday. On Tuesday. The tacos are all right. So it's four tacos. You can do hard shell or soft shell, beef or chicken. For five bucks, which is a good deal. Yeah, it is. And three fifty Mexican beers. I think the chicken was a little. I mean, I love a good moist chicken, but it had a little too much liquid. 
Um, but everything tasted great. So we stayed there for a little bit and then went over to uh, Kelly's West Cider on Which 30. We had never been on to West before. 39th in Kansas City. Um, good little dive bar with live music. Uh, our realtor's husband and his band was playing uh, called Gas, Food, and Lodging. They were great. Yeah, they did a really good job. Especially for a free show during the week. I mean, I would highly, if you just want to hear live music and go out and and the drinks weren't super expensive. I mean, there was one guy working. Yeah, he was bartending and running the whole place. Right. But he might have been Mike. I don't know. Might have been Mike. Mike Kelly's West Sider. It's on uh, Westport Road, a.k.a. I think 43rd Street, 43rd Avenue, 43rd Street. So uh, right across from there, right next to Cupini's and what's the Mexican place we like? Rudy's. Rudy's. And so it's right over there. Uh, If you haven't been, it's great. Uh, I couldn't believe that it was free to get in to see them because... Gas Food and Lodging is a good band. They do a lot of their own original music. They do some covers. They're pretty fun to watch. And then there was another guy that opened, kind of opened for them, who did mostly covers. His name was Charlie something. A lot of uh, George Strait and other older country covers. Somebody asked him to do Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. He did his best, but... Not, he many, w- not many people can, you know, true. sing like him. True. He had an amazing voice. He just wasn't confident enough to drop it low enough to get the Chris Stapleton registers. But I don't think it's out of his register. Maybe. I don't think he could do the turns and stuff that Chris Stapleton does. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I have faith in this guy, Charlie. He was pretty good. I thought his voice was kind of dreamy. Well, you haven't heard me sing then, I guess. Why don't you sing? I sing all the time. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that was a fun experience. I think that any live music there would be great. Especially because it's such a small venue. I love seeing live music on small venues. Um, And then... So that was Tuesday. Tuesday. That was a crazy Taco Tuesday. And then last night, Thursday, we went to, this would be our favorite sushi spot. Totally. Bob's Wasabi. That's off of West 39th as well. Yes. Uh, so our rental is pretty close to all the stuff on West 39th. Um... So we like to go up there. We had uh, their uh, six-piece sashimi sampler. Mm. Chef's choice. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the second time we've gotten that. You get a miso soup to start, plus a nice bowl of rice for 18 bucks, which isn't bad. Yeah. It fills you up. Yeah, it's a lot of protein. They're like, it's probably 12 to... uh, 18 ounces of uh, 
Plus miso Fish. soup. Yeah. Plus yummy, yummy, yummy miso soup. You don't even ever really eat miso soup, but you like it there. Yeah, it's not something not I order, but it comes like with it. it. Yeah, yeah. Not that you don't like it, just that you like it there. And we also had dumplings, which their dumplings are good. It was a date night. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. However, we are, we were kind of just like super grateful that Bob's Wasabi is still there because top informational story this week. Uh, the landlord got caught uh, <laughs> trying to hire somebody to burn down all the buildings in that spot to get like $1.6 million in insurance because... I don't know. She couldn't afford a minute the the rent or I don't know. I guess you're a landlord. You own it. She couldn't afford the property taxes or Something. whatever anymore. Something. So, uh, what she hired a guy for like five thousand dollars or something cheap like that. Let me see. I have L- the little fun open. fact. Um, if you hire try to hire a hitman or somebody to burn down your business for a small amount of money, thirty five hundred. Most likely they're a cop because that's how she got caught. It was an undercover cop. She's dumb as hell. So many people will get caught trying to get their significant other killed for like a few thousand dollars. Like, a good hitman should probably charge you at least fifty grand. If you're if spending thirty five hundred to get a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in insurance. <laughs> Have you was ever heard of those? Was? I thought it was. Have you ever heard of those things? Like it sounds too good to be true. <laughs> like that sounds too good to be true. Like trickle down economics. <laughs> she so Mia Lee Jameson, age sixty-seven. She owned the building at the corner of 39th and Bell. Was charged Monday in federal court. Federal court on an accusation she tried to pay an undercover agent. $150,000 to burn down her building for insurance money. So I guess the total she was going to pay was $150,000. Um, that was her deductible or something like that? Jameson, a Gladstone resident, she, she lives up north from Kansas City. She doesn't live in Casey Mo. She lives in Gladstone Mo. Attempted to pay an undercover agent with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives $150,000 to burn down the Mia Plaza property housing Bob's Wasabi. And let me see what else is in there. Sorry. Just reading this article. World of Spirits, which is a liquor store. And Sahara Shisha Lounge. Um, which all of those places are super popular. And one of the most popular things about them is that they have a parking lot. Um, and you know, KU medical center is right down the street. So they get a lot of business for that, especially the liquor store. Um, I'm sure they sold a lot of beer and wine. Um, apparently, in 1990, a four-alarm fire swept through a two-story section of that building that housed restaurants and bars. Also interesting. Maybe that was from an insurance claim as well. But it left eight people homeless. Isn't that sad? Yeah, and now it's a one-story building, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a building next to it or something. Anyway, this lady, Jameson, had a $1.6 million insurance policy, and she was going to pay $150,000 to this person to set it on fire. 
Um, she only paid $3,500 up front. And the agent agreed to set the fire between 3 and 5 a.m. to limit the risk of hurting tenants. Sorry, if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Um, North Kansas City people. Here's a quote. <laughs> I don't know anything about her business efforts, but they have collapsed in recent years, Kevin Jameson said. The family has agreed that her mental state has been going downhill. This lady was crazy. So this is her husband. Oh, ex-husband. They divorced in 96. She's been a hell of a businesswoman, he said. But her mental state may account for her businesses going downhill. So uh, we were super grateful to be able to eat at Bob Wasabi last night because I guess it had the chance of burning this week. That was her intent anyway. Yeah, definitely go there. Great service, great food. Not that expensive. Yeah, pretty, pretty. I think it's reasonable for sushi, right? Yeah. Um, and the quality is amazing. Uh, and friendly service. Love it. We love Bob Wasabi. And I think that's all. I mean, that brings us to today where we've done our liquor tasting at Plata Liquor and um, we've popped some bottles and cans and we're going to hang out tonight and uh, go bowling tomorrow probably. Anything else? I think that's it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bar Shoppin. B-A-R-S-H-O-P-P-I-N. La la la. <laughs> and thanks for listening along. And we will talk to you next week. Assalamu alaikum. I gotta be. Yay!